anyways. You guys are rolling. We're rolling? Okay. Speaking of rolling. <laughs> Is that your intro? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, I mean, we've been doing a lot of rolling. Conversation, <laughs> physical movement. We literally have done like an LFA podcast already. Oh, yeah. So we're good. Yeah. So what do you do to sign out? Signing out. Well, we got to... <laughs> we just we, forgot to record it. We have but to replicate it this. or duplicate it. So let's just literally have the exact same conversation. Okay. Where did we start? I think we started with surfing. Well, we need to start with something <laughs> that actually hasn't happened yet. So this is the only bit of new information you guys are going to get. First of all, hello. This is Looking for Artists. Thanks for listening. We're back. We have a very special guest, like we do every week. I will let her introduce herself, but you guys are in for a treat because I already feel changed from our conversation, <laughs> and so we're just going to continue what we've been talking about. Okay, so I'm Tara Alperin. I am. I spend a lot of time doing yoga and then also making all kinds of art, including spending a lot of time directing theater and dance. But I also can get my hands in some pottery or some painting. Um, yeah, I think that's all I got so far. What are you? I'm kind of from Texas, and I'm kind of from New Hampshire. How, how do you mean? What does that mean? Like I grew up in Texas half the time, and then New Hampshire the other half. Whoa. So I got a little East Coast going, but I had this sweet Southern accent at one point that hmm. went away. Is does it ever come out the twin? Yeah, 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 when? yeah. I can bring it back out. Oh, does when it ever slip out? Yeah, when it, yeah. yeah. Same yeah, for yeah. me. When I'm super intoxicated or super emotional. Yeah, yeah, super emotional or sometimes like when I'm really excited and like really feeling the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, which is a, is an emotion. It's a vi- it's a feeling. Yeah. Like, okay, so there's certain words too that I can't change. The like I can't I can hear the vowel sound the difference but I can't change it like a pen is something you write with but a pin is something you put that you also write with that is a (laughs) yeah (laughs) that is something you write with a pin a pin exactly it's a pin ink comes out of it and you write with it yes but I can also pin something on to pin the tail on the donkey yeah anyway so Texas to well. I was born in Colorado, so I feel like I still have this like connection to mountains. I love mountains. Yeah. I want it to be cold all the time. Anything oh, really? above 65 degrees is way too hot. Whoa. I attribute that to mountain time. And then when I was two, I moved to Texas where I developed that sweet southern accent. It was thick, too. Like pin, like, hi, y'all, I'm Tara. It was very thick. Whoa. And then when I was... Eight, we got shipped up to New Hampshire. And there, the kids taught me that a pin was actually a pen. That's what you write with. And so they beat it out of me. And then I lost my accent. I, yeah. So people, I, I don't think I've all, I, I don't think I've ever had a particularly strong accent or dialect. But, you know, my dad is from Michigan, my mom is from Tennessee. And then I went to school for acting, but I had been acting before that, so I was aware of my speech, and I was aware that like certain characters w- didn't sound like me, and I wasn't thinking that I ha- like I wasn't thinking in the terms I have to drop my accent for this part. I was just thinking this doesn't feel right, you know. Yeah. So 
Um, so people always ask me, like, why don't you have a, an accent or a dialect? And I'm like, you know, everyone kind of does, though. Because then once you say it, I can hear it. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like horoscopes. Where you're like, yeah. okay, but like, sure, you know? Like, I can see the characteristics that are attributed to me, which is cancer. Like, I can see that in myself. But then I can also find, like, parts of myself in Gemini or Taurus or Libra yeah. or anything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, one of my favorite teachers who did a lot of horoscope stuff would always say the map is not the territory. So you, like, start to see the map. Like, it's like, okay, it makes sense that you're from Tennessee. Like, I get this, but it's not like, or that you're cancer. Mm -hmm. But it's not the essence of who you are. Like, right. there's so many more nuances to what your voice is capable of. Or, like, maybe you do have, like, characteristics of other signs or whatever. Do you have any background or interest in Tai Chi? This is the thing I was holding on to. I have so much interest. Yes. And zero background. <laughs> yeah, same. I have a background watching people in Central Park before knowing what it was I made fun of them in my head yeah yeah but i'm very interested in in it because it, it was it's kind of like along the lines of what we were talking about earlier with the kabbalah and like reiki and all these weird esoteric things that are slowly becoming at least principles are becoming more mainstream like i feel like tai chi is kind of like yoga in a sense where for a long time it has been and in some areas still is shrouded in this, like in basically a lack of experience where people like don't know what it is but form opinions about it before they even try it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there definitely. could be truth in there, you know? Well, I think like as a culture though, we're getting really interested in this stuff and so then it pitches for like having a strong opinion about what is Tai Chi or whatever. Mm. But we're starting to be like, what is the stuff that's not science or that can't be proven? So like you're pushing energy around or like Kabbalah is the secret um, way of living your best life, but it's not, you can't prove it. It's like this whole different way of knowing. And I think we see that in like the yoga world. It's a different way of knowing. What we're doing when we're teaching yoga is we're like tap into something that's different than like what some, you know, doctor is going to say about your body or all this science and things that can be proven. And instead, it's this other thing that's energy or that is, yeah, it's an experience. It's not something you can intellectualize. And I think like as a culture, we're getting more and more interested. And in it's like to me, it's proven by how cool yoga is, like how many yoga studios are everywhere. Right. Yeah, there's, it's kind of like the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. Like what are the things people are going to? What are the things that are like affecting people enough so that they're coming back? Yeah. So, so kind of along those lines, like part of the reason why I'm here in this city and Rock Rising is based here instead of somewhere else is there's something about this city that keeps pulling me back. There's something about this city that pulled me from like my home. So I think part of that is my mindset and my perspective that I think is like, we could argue what does that even mean, but like it's constantly changing and I'm trying to like 
be open to new experiences and people and like that's a, this is a beautiful place for all of those things but like in I'm proud of where I'm from and I love where I'm from and I wouldn't take it back at all but but like it did not always reward and still does not always reward that type of thinking like in terms of community or success or opportunity so I guess what that's a circuitous way of asking what why did you move from New Hampshire Oh no but see I've bounced around so from oh, so New you've Hampshire been many places in many places since from New Hampshire, I came like close to here because I went to Sarah Lawrence. Then I went mm. to Arizona. Then I went to Chicago. Chicago. Then I went back to mm. Texas. So I moved here from Texas. What? You moved <laughs> back to Texas? Yeah. I moved back to was, Texas. Whoa. Was that like um, by chance or was that kind of like you, you wanted to go back? And well, so you went back. I was from, so I'm from, I lived in Austin for eight years, until I was eight. And then I went to school in Arizona. And the girl who ended up being my best friend and being my roommate was also from Austin. And it turned out as like six-year-olds, we were in the same ballet class. We did we what? did all the stuff. We figured it out. Same ballet teacher, oh. same place. We were exactly the same age, so we definitely were in the same ballet class. So when I graduated, I was like, well, my girl's in Texas. She's going back. I'm sort of from there. It's a great place. Mm. I'll go back. And then I, after I moved back, my sister moved there after she graduated. And then my parents moved from New Hampshire back to Texas. Oh, whoa. And then my mom, I asked her, what happens if I choose not to stay in Austin forever and maybe move out of Texas? And she was like, well, we've sold our dream house to move to Texas, so you'll just get disowned from the family is all. <laughs> Joking, of course. Yeah. So I moved to New York. <laughs> oh, man. Was it hard? No, it was amazing. Like, oh, okay. I feel like Austin kicked me out. Austin was like, we do not need you here anymore. Like, Austin's amazing. There's so many good things about that city, um, town, place. In terms of cap, like capping, you reached your cap or your, your ceiling there, or more in terms of, like, it was time to move on? It was just like I the this the jobs I was having, the opportunities I was having, it's more like the land. It's like there's something called astrolocality. Yes. Which is okay, like, what is this? Yeah, yeah which this is, is like this is it. You're it's meant to be that your astrology is also related to place. So the idea is that based on where you were born and what time you were born, blah, 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 blah. There's all these lines that can be drawn all over the world. And so it would be something like Prague is a place of abundance for me. And so that's a place where I'm going to just find a lot of abundance and money. Um, and then Washington State is a place of like um, power and somewhere where I'm really going to come into my own, whatever. So it's, and then it's, but then. Prague is a terrible place for you. You have no like point light there. So even though it's a place of abundance for me, your place is in Brazil or whatever it is. So that's what astrolocality mm. is. But I kind of like feel connected to the way the land, like what a place does for you. Because my sister lives in Austin. She does really well there. There's a lot going on for her there. It's really amazing. And I was just like, my state of being there was just like, get out, <laughs> leave. 
sleep. Like it's just, and then New York just kind of like welcomed me with open arms and I like was landing jobs I really wanted. I was meeting people who like are blowing my mind there and they're just like everything, you know, it's like, to me, it just feels like New York wanted me. Austin was done with me. So mm-hmm. I was just like following that, you know? Right. So, I mean, is there any attachment or connection you feel to the land if you were to strip like these things like career opportunities away? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, to yeah, me, it's okay. like all about that at this point. So, it's, like, so I, even like your impulse to leave Austin, like, was it like literally the land was telling you, like, it's too hot or like, it's, like, it's just well, not no, my so thing like, anymore? It's just like I couldn't. You know that feeling where you're like on a long walk? Usually it's like walking or something. Like when you're on a long walk, like everything just comes to you and you yeah. understand yeah. things. Yeah. It's like I was stuck. I was never on a good long walk, you know? Like I was always stuck. It was always like I was Whoa. in a place that was just like not. Does that make any sense? It does. It, it does. And for me, that comes in and out of my life. And I think I'm made aware of it the more engrossed I am in my own like weird creative process because like in times of great motivation and good energy and vibes I can sit down and make like a lot of things in a short amount of time I'm not saying they're good or I'm like releasing them I can't I just can't do it and I can like focus my creative energy and in times in my life where things aren't lining up or I'm not putting in the work where I I know I should be or it feels like the land or, you know, things just aren't, like, working, I get kind of gunked up and frustrated. But I keep going back to a conversation I had with a friend who is interested and currently pursuing making movies and films and stuff. And he was talking about the industry. And he said it's a combination of the last person standing mixed with you know, luck, which is like talent or, or a preparation meeting opportunity. You yeah. got to have that. Like, you, and obviously you have to be talented, but like once you're talented, you're in the industry, boom. It's about those two things, the last person standing and luck, right? Yeah. Um, and so I was like, all right, cool. And I don't know, I mean... I felt that in Chattanooga strong enough to leave, but I've I've had moments in New York in the city, like long stretches of time where I've been like, I don't know if this is for me, to the point where I was like making plans to move. Yeah. But I but like for some reason, maybe it was a choice. I mean, it was obviously not the I, I wasn't making choices to move. So I, I guess in a way I chose to stay, but like I chose to stick it out and try to be the last person standing in my own little yeah. mental, you know, battle or narrative. And in many ways it's paid off. So so part of my like curiosity in this is like sure, but like just isn't there something in who you are that could have worked regardless of where you are and regardless of your astro locality and I'm not even saying yeah. you subscribe to that 100% or that it's true. I'm just saying, you know, like there are certain places that are better for people. Right. Like, I know that about myself. But if I had to go back home, could I find happiness there, like, or success in whatever weird way? Like, probably. Yeah. Like, probably, you know? 
Do you feel like the reason why you didn't go back is fully your choice? Or do you feel like there were other things outside of you that kept you here? Oh, d- <clears throat> it was more like a mixture of that and other things outside of me that were not welcoming me back. Yeah. <clears throat> not like even practical just, things. N- not even interactions. Like, yeah, like practical things. Interactions, yes. But also, like personal interactions, yes. But also practical things. Mm-hmm. Like looking at my apartment and being like, what? I'm not packing this up. Like, I'm not packing this up. Yeah. And can I afford to buy, like, pay movers? No. So who's going to do that? And then, and then I was like, wait, 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 wait. I do have a community here. So how am I going to say bye to, like, like the, just the night of like, how am I going to say goodbye? Right. I don't want to do that. Like, I can't do that. Yeah. I could, but like right now I can't do that. So it was kind of like I was trying to listen, you know, like part of my, part of me feeling unhappy being here in the first place was like thinking, how am I helping my community? Like, how am I being useful and practical? Oh, yeah. Ooh, hard to do that in this city. Ooh, I should go back home. Ooh, wait, maybe I can do that here. I don't yeah. know. So I don't know. See, I kind of feel like at this point, like I'm getting a real yoga teacher on it, you know? Do it. A real yoga teacher. But it's like, I think there's like this way of knowing that we've lost that was really like there's a long lineage of people knowing by feeling their connection to people, place, animals. And it's not like... Cats. Cats. Like mostly cats. Mostly cats. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not, I, it's not fully me. Like I think that always ends in suffering. If it's all my choices, it's all up to me, my contribution is only what I have to give... And it's just my effort and my effort alone. Because if you're trying to contribute, you're contributing to somebody or to a community or, and if, then you have to listen to that community. Do they need you? Like, do you hate being here and you don't want to be here, but the community needs you, you stay. Are you super stoked to be in this certain location and you just want to be there, but everyone's like, we don't really need you here. Right. You know, it's like a listening. I think it's a listening. It's not just like. Yeah, it is. But then like listening, right? Okay. But everyone hears things a different way. So then at the end of the day, it's like, does it even really matter? This is kind of my point of like, we are who we are. And like, we have the effects that we're going to have. Like in many ways, I have the same effect that I had back home. It's just in a different context. So it plays itself out in different ways. So like. But but also like if you know, like does it does it matter if you're listening or not? Because there are a lot of people that are not listening right now that are super on at least surface level successful. They may be empty inside, but they may be super successful. And then there may be some people that are just successful and happy. Yeah. This is I'm I, I kind of want to bring it back to the yoga thing. Yeah. Like this is not only like something to think about as an artist, because I think we like to like get in our feelings and stuff, but like just anyone, if you feel like you're not in the place that you should be, mm-hmm. maybe you should stick it out because it's like in yoga, some of the most rewarding poses feel like garbage, yeah. like when you first get into it or yeah. maybe like in the middle of it. 
Uh-huh. Or maybe at just weird points where you're just like, let me exhale one more time. And you're like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then you come out the other end. Hopefully you didn't pull anything. And you're just yeah. like, what? I didn't know I could. Like, I didn't know this is what it feels like to walk. Like someone getting glasses for the first time. Right. I think cities can be made new. I mm-hmm. think you can, like, not just cities, but places, communities can be made new. Yeah. So your purpose can be or your contribution can be clarified. Mm-hmm. So I think that like by sticking in New York, I've found little th- holes that I can fill yeah, and like things that I can do in my own garden here, mm-hmm. in my own like community, whatever that is. But I also see like me doing that, moving somewhere else. Like I have yeah. family on the West Coast. I'm like, do I have anything necessarily – to do there? No. Could I find stuff to do there? Yeah. You know, cuz yeah. like I'm not here for the things that I originally came here for really. Like what do you feel like you are wanting to contribute? What do you have to contribute? Conversations like this? Yeah. Like I cuz I spend a lot of my time thinking about stuff like this and I know you do too because like we've worked together and I've we've had conversations like this. That's why you're on, you know? Like yeah. Yeah. This so is the like, most I've talked, you know, on a pod, on my own, this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so well, I pitch for that. I'm always like yeah, asking. I'm curious, you know, just like you are. Like, I'm curious. curious. That's like, why you literally, like, you'll have your backpack world? on and, like, all your stuff, <laughs> yeah. and you're just standing there for 30 minutes and we're talking. Like, what else is there to know? <laughs> yeah, right? Y'all, there's so much to know in the world. I watched the video <laughs> you sent me. Which one? Well, it was the, I don't know if it was the landmark thing but it was the uh, it was this guy this is going to sound super insensitive but i'm not trying to be insensitive it was just the guy yeah. talking like when you go deep into yourself yes did it blow your mind it was muji it not that's nothing like landmark blew my landmark mind. is a different thing so it, what did you get out of that, that? It, like what he was saying was impactful mm-hmm. like i i was listening to it in a funny context i was working out while listening to it that's like, sweet it was awesome and actually kind of gave me a weird focus, but it was also funny because part of me is like, who is this guy? What it, What is he saying? Where did he get this knowledge? But it is seemingly impactful to some people because some people in the audience, it sounded like there was an audience or a gathering. I don't know. <laughs> but like It's called satsang. Okay. It's like a... It's like, but it's like a community. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like a bunch. It's it's also like there an were, audience. There were members of the community <laughs> that, that were. Uh, well, it's like a retreat. You would like go on. I think I don't know. I've never been to something like this, but he would call either. it satsang. It's so cool. Anyway. I mean, it looked cool and interesting, yeah. but people were like crying and like responding to what he was a saying. Lot. So I'm like, regardless of this guy's finger quotes, air quotes, truth, and whatever he's saying. It is speaking to other people's, air quotes, finger quotes, truths out there. So it's like there was something fascinating to me about this. See, that's important. I think like the age of science, this is true, this is wrong, this is right, this is bad, that duality is going to start to go away. It has to go away. And what's going to start to surface is more experience. So it doesn't have to be like I'll watch Muji sometimes. And I'm like, this guy's off his rocker. And everyone in the audience is wearing white, and I feel weird about it. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I, is this good? 
But I think it's about even just being able to be present. And that's sweet that you were working out. You're like being present in the way you're being present and truly letting it land how it lands. And letting the parts that are funny be funny because that's a different way of knowing, yeah. right? Like then you're going to get something out of it. And you might not, it might not, you might not even be able to speak it. You might be like, that guy was funny and the audience was weird. And then three weeks from now, something kind of lands and it shifts the way you, and that's what yeah. matters, not, you know? I mean, it was kind of brilliant because he, he cast a very wide net, but using very little material. Like he was saying things that gave him a safety net very like ninja like where he was like, like what? he was basically like one of the last things he said or encouraged people to think about was like don't worry about living your life realize that you are life yeah like so it's it's kind of like you know don't think too hard is this right or wrong i think he even said that like don't think so hard about right or wrong like like be with yourself be there be here now yeah like be present in like you are life you yeah. know you are life like that's like a charge and a burden and like exciting and scary yeah. and like simple and dumb and easy and yeah. funny it's like all of the things that he was see did that land for you were you like yeah. cool or were you like mm, i don't know about that no a little bit of both yeah a little bit of both. Yeah. Because there's, like, with all the things in my life that I'm obsessed with, right now they happen to be Brazilian jiu-jitsu, working out, surfing, podcasting. There's an element of it, like podcasting, both listening and making. There's an element of it where I'm like, this is so cool and important, and I can make all these parallels to life. And then there's some things where I'm like, what the fuck am I right. doing? What is yeah. this? Yeah. Like yoga, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, I'm exactly the same way. I'm like, this is going to change the world. And then I'm like, this is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? Yeah. Oh, this is not even a good idea. Why are we in this room? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are we, why are we all upside down right now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I love that uh, this somehow brings up to me, there's this guy who's who I just, I think he's cool. I probably mentioned him before, but his name is Charles Eisenstein. And I like the way he thinks about the world and he thinks hmm. about contribution. Because I think when you're like wanting to be an artist and you live in New York City, you're like up against it because you're starting to pitch for being famous or you're starting to pitch, you know, the world just lends itself to like, when's your big break going to come? Or yeah. when, and when, what's your brand? Almost. What's your brand? Yeah. What is your, where are you headed? Yeah. Why do you matter? Like yeah. all this stuff, like, but then it has to be like a big platform. Mm -hmm. Like there's something about size. It's like, if you're on Broadway, you matter. Yeah. And if you are not, you don't right. or something like that. But, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Check the ding. <laughs> but Charles Eisenstein has this thing of like, we all need to be using our best gifts to contribute to the world. Love it. And he says like the person, I don't know if these examples are exactly his words, but it's something to the effect of like the person helping somebody die, like sitting on their deathbed and holding their hand and being with them. That contribution is equal to the tech giant who provides something that's useful for millions of people, but both of them are equal. 
Um, and both? I think, oh, sorry. Yeah. Or I think it like hmm. lends like that to me is more about your state of being. Like if you're half assing something and you're not really in it, but you're kind of like, like you hate your job, but you like show up and like, <laughs> POTUS. What? I was going to make that parallel. Who? Like on the flip end, like if you are half assing it, you hate yeah. your job. Like, mm-hmm. like I was making a joke, like, President of the United States, oh, POTUS. Oh. I'm not necessarily saying that he is. I'm just, it was a easy, maybe. low-hanging fruit. Maybe. Right? Right? That, that's like, why I was maybe. throwing it like, out there. Like, is he being him his best self? See, this and is it, a and better question. And then we look at, like, the, the position of presidency. We're like, what is that? Yeah. It's like it's the same thing that we're talking about. Like, it's so serious and powerful in a position of, like, power and, like, change in our, uh, in our country. But at the same time, it's also not. Yeah. And it's also well, because, silly. Because, like, if we, if every single person in the United States outside of the president wakes up tomorrow, every single one of us, and says, he's not our president, he's not the president anymore. If we don't do what he says anymore, he's not the president. So, in many, I'd say in many people's lives, agreeing. he's like, in their reality, at least, and in their actions, behaviors, he's not. Yeah. Like, he is not. Like he, they, they are disrespecting him in ways that, as if he was not the president. Yeah, which is weird to me because it's like he is though. So people, I don't yeah. feel like people are like, like they're choosing to make their own realities as opposed to accepting the one that they're in. I know. Does that work? Well, like I've been think, wondering. Like maybe. Well, it's. Right? I mean, it definitely may. It definitely has an effect on people's lives. Yeah. Because when I think when you do that to yourself, like you like it's like it's almost like taking a substance, like smoking weed. Like you're going to get things out of that, but you're also there will it will come at a cost at some point. So with people like let's say people like making their own bubbles, if you will, that's almost like taking a substance, okay? So like if there's the 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 bubble substance that bubble drug, like people are taking this bubble drug right now and it may be helping them and working and it may be literally rewiring their brain and like shaping their reality, but it will come at a cost because it will, there will be a time where their, their reality will like conflict and run into like things that are objectively like happening happening right like Like you're not dealing with what's happening like what well it could be like i mean look at i hate to do this because actually i don't like kanye west Uh like people cannot process his narrative right now like what's not his narrative like his life yeah like i'll stop using weird vocabulary (laughs) words like his life like look at his life people can't process his life they they can't even like talk about it Mm mm-hmm for what it is. They can't talk about it. Oh, I don't listen to him. Oh, I don't talk about him. Yeah. Okay. Like the nuances of what his life is. Anything. I don't like, think they it's the same as Michael there's Jackson. There. There's people who are going to throw out all of Michael yes. Jackson's worth. He like created pop culture right. as it is. We can't pretend like he didn't exist well, but or didn't on the matter. flip side, yes, he did do like on the yes. And on the flip side, he created pop culture. He did all these things, but there's also a lot of weird, creepy stuff in his past, like in his life that like people also like don't want to address when they hear it. Yeah. 
You know, it's like, it's true of both. Right. It's like, like both going these back things to Trump, happened. Going back to POTUS. <laughs> yeah, he's president, you know? Yeah. Like, he's president, period. Yeah. <laughs> and so many people are living their lives as if he's not. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how we got to this, but like... <laughs> Oh, yeah, people being present. The the guy in that video that you... Oh, yeah, Muji. Yeah, yeah, Muji. 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 He's like like an enlightened... I guess he got... Sounds like like a a Japanese like rice snack. Yeah, it's a snack. Oh, no, I'm thinking of the store, the Muji store. Or what are those little ice cream balls? (sighs) Mochi. Mochi. That's what it sounds like. When did you find yoga? I'm really interested in that. Because I've taken your class and... It's amazing. It's like everything. Well, I took your slow burn, which is like close to a traditional vinyasa. You can add to all yeah. this, but I just want to say one thing. As far in terms of like teachers being in the room and present, like you were, t- I felt your presence, in it, but it wasn't distracting. But you were there. And I feel like a lot of the times teachers are either there too much or they're not there at all. You know? Ooh, that's awesome. Thanks. See, it's like how can, I think that's what matters. I think that's what matters is that you're present for your life. Like if you're, I think that's how you contribute in a meaningful way. If you are 100% present with what you're doing in the present moment, you're living a full life. And if you live a full life, it matters to the people around you. And then it matters that you are here, right? Yeah. Even if you're just looking at the sunset, if you're not like, also writing an email on your phone, like most people, I don't know. Right. If you're not also writing an email on your phone, but you're seeing the sunset, you're going to like absorb some state of being that is like, I'm connected, I am here. Mm. And then that matters. So then you can do a two minute monologue and that's it for like 10 years, right? But if you're fully present for that, it matters that you did it. But if you're, see, this is what I, I came here to become famous. <laughs> I came here so I could rise to the top as a famous artist, make millions of, you know, I don't know. I had some kind of illusion that I wasn't fully aware of when I moved to yeah, New York. Like you saw the apartment that you would wake up in when you were successful yeah, with the view and like mm-hmm. the sheets and like money yeah. and shit. And then I'm going to be like a famous director on something, something, yeah. right? And again, I mean, not again, but not writing this off, you know, like who knows, but it's not like, that's not what I'm envisioning now. No. Right. But keep going. So like, I don't, I think it's possible to do that, to be maybe a direct, maybe the president of the United States, not to get too, or like a director on Broadway, right? And be totally scattered. Are you even paying attention to your life? Your family's pissed because you're never home. Um, your health is deteriorating. Right. Are, are you present? Are you living a full life? And then it's, I just constantly am hearing people say they wake, they got the things. They got all the things mm-hmm. and they weren't happy. Right. But I think it's possible to be happy like right now. And all it takes is being present. And then I think if you're really present, then you start to get drawn to things. Like, I don't think it means then you sit at home and do nothing, but you start to get drawn to things. Like, you're like, like this, like, oh, I really want to do this project. Like, you're really drawn to jujitsu. So it doesn't make sense for you to be like, but I just need to stare at the sunset. Like, you're drawn to it. it there's something there for you, right? So then you do it fully. And maybe, maybe you do 
do something of no, it's, I don't think that matters though. But if you do it fully, and then I think there's some people, there's some amazing people who really do live fully and then they somehow end up with a public platform and that's cool, but I think also stressful. But I think it matters that you're fully experiencing it more than anything else. Yeah, I mean, part of me also is like questions my understanding of it all because human beings are powerful. Like, and when we focus our energy on something, things happen. It's kind of like this biblical principle of like spreading the gospel. You know, I think there was like a story where a disciple was like, basically, but Jesus, what if like it's all for naught and we like teach people, like we, we go out there and teach people and no one believes. And he's like, you know, you know, like we speak in like weird parables or whatever, and maybe not everyone will get it. But the cool thing about the gospel is that there will always be somebody who hears. Like somebody yeah. will hear it and it will change their life in some way. Yeah. So I think yeah. that like really sets us up for failure if we're like, we're going to be artists and we're going to get really famous and everyone's going to love us all the time. Because even when you are really famous, you're getting hate mail. People, then right. you make it on Broadway. Right. You don't get hired for two years, whatever. Right. Like it, there, it's not like you make it and then you make it. Well, you know? Well, okay. Well, okay. So, well, this is what I was going to say was like, because humans are powerful and because when you I believe when you put work in you do see results and usually they're they're like the work that you put in is going to dictate the type of result that you yield. Yeah. Definitely. So like you look at these people and if they're looking at the sunset while also on their email it's not that they're dumb or that they're not connected. It's a human being still. So it's like we're dealing with a complex, infinite being that is connected to yeah. their fucking phone. <laughs> yeah. And they're putting all of their energy there. And that to that, to them, that is being present. Because it is. Yeah. Like, that's their reality. Going oh, I'm back for to like that. Yeah. And so then you look at their life and they may have all the things that come from being on your emails all the time, being at work. While you're at the sunset, you know? I think that you can be fully... I think it's the same thing to me. Like, are you writing an important email? And, like, I think that's fine. Like, if you're writing an email, you do it with intention, and it matters to you, just, like, if your energy is split. But maybe somebody else is watching the sunset because that matters to them, but somebody else is writing an email because that matters to them. But I think, like, what I see happen is people are walking their dog their kids with them, they're writing an email, and they're also trying to eat something. I'm like, mm. Right. You know, that's different. Because to me, like, their focus is, like, not on the things that are important. It's, like, this. it's still the idea of what they want. Yeah. And that you can never have because you'll always want something. Like, I will always want something. You know, but, like, if you... I used to have this idea, if you are always present, then there is no, like, being constantly present is like living eternally almost. Yeah. Like, everything that's ever happened throughout all of history has led up until this point, right now. Yes. So nothing else matters, and if you're always in this moment, there is nothing else. So, like... That is it. 
Yes. So then you look at what is here right in front of me right now, because I literally don't have anything else past this moment, and everything that has happened is for right now. That's going to influence what I say, who I talk to, my behavior, like my attitude, yeah, like my breath. Yeah. That's like, amazing. Yeah. There's something about like looking to the future, though. There's something like... I'm not sure what that is, though, because I think it can cause not so great things. Yeah, it's But it tricky. also can be helpful. Like, I think about this, like, yeah. when I have shit to do the next day. Um, can I swear on here? Yeah. Okay. When I have shit to do the next day, I will go to bed early. And then I get full sleep. And then I wake up, and I have a better day. I'm, mm -hmm. like, planning ahead, mm -hmm. right? If I'm just being fully present, I'm going to be, like, romping around. It's going to be 2 a.m. I'm going to be, like, you know, like, I do plan, and it makes a difference that I'm planning, you know? Right. But it, it, that's not, like, the full, like, weight of the spirituality that you're talking about, because I think that is true. But maybe it's, like, but I also think there's not value. I mean, maybe there is value and I'm just not there yet, but like there's a whole bunch of mystics and stuff who just sat on a rock and they were just, you know, that was it. Yeah. And they got a lot out of that. But I feel like there's something valuable in like, are you drawn to take certain actions? Take those actions, like be fully in them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think, but I think, okay, so yes. But again, if I were to always take those actions, then, like, I wouldn't, I guess it, there's freedom in, in discipline, like, there's freedom in the structure. So if you make these commitments or if you have things that, like, are important to you in your life now, right, it's not like you're plan. it's not like you're not thinking about the future, but the future becomes, like, important to you now. Like, it, it yeah. like, where, like... Who you want to be, like the future is now. Like who you yeah, want yeah, to be yeah. starts now. Because if I want to go to jujitsu class, like if I want to do jujitsu, like I have to go to bed now. Yeah. Like now. It becomes like a present thing. So it's less like you're not planning for the future. It's like, I don't know. It's different than, it's different. It's different than like yeah. in 10 years, I want to have like X, Y, and Z. As opposed to like saying in 10 years, like I would love to, regardless of what I have, I would love to have a good community or like, it's like principle mm. thing. Like, I mean, it's present in terms of like principle and, yeah. and like, yeah. I heard somebody say that your future is your, your future is your inspiration. So mm -hmm. that makes it present. Like if yes. you're like, I yes. want to have a good community in 10 years, right. you're going to be a certain way right now. Right. And that, yeah, exactly. It, it drives you to action right now, which is bringing you back to the present instead of living in the future. You know, like people like to, to draw a parallel, like putting a post on Instagram, like you want to know how many likes it gets or like how much traffic it's going to get so you yeah. you like i know i've seen people post and then just like refresh the page and just watch it because they're they want they're thinking about like what's to come like what's going to come yeah. like what's this post going to get me mm -hmm. instead of just like posting it yeah you know like you can post things post things if life is instagram like post things go do things like have things that you want to do and say 
but don't then be like, well, well, where is it latching on? Like, am I making waves? Like, I think yeah. we're so worried about making waves. Yeah, yeah, we are super worried about that. Like people, like think, in yoga class. Yeah, got to get to handstand. Uh huh. Like, dude, I you know how many times like because I work work front desk, I can always tell when they're practicing handstand because I hear like like <laughs> on the ceiling above. I'm like that is not what you should hear during no, handstand dude. practice. It's because people are thinking I need to get handstand right now instead of like what. Does my body? Oh yeah. Right so now? you're. So it's the same thing as like posting and like living into the future. So you're like, I'm not happy right now because right now doesn't matter. But what does matter is that like panic, panic. Got to get to handstand. Got to get this many likes. Like you're in panic mode because you're like, it's gonna. It's it's like there all this stuff. People have been telling us this for thousands of years, and we're just not listening. And it blows my mind that we're still like out there hoarding resources and trying to get all this money and like. Um, like get fame and stuff. And then all these famous people are like, y'all, it's horrible up here. You can't do anything that you want to do. You've got paparazzi following you. Like um, Lena Dunham on a podcast with Russell Brand was talking about, she talked pretty candidly about fame, which was awesome. But she was just kind of like, these are not circumstances to live a happy life. And if you are living a happy life, when you are famous, you're sort of insane. Like, this is not good. And I think it's the same, like, all these really wealthy people, I guess there's some illusion of, like, maybe it's sort of nice to have these, all these things, but I don't, I don't think this makes us happy, you know? Right. And, like, we know that when we're in the present moment and we're joyful because we're just fully present with, you know, a child or something like that, we know it feels good. Like, have this experience of it feeling good, but we still have this freak out handstand moment where we're like, gotta get it, gotta get it. But I think it's like the people who are able to be more steady and sturdy, like, probably you see this in jujitsu where you ha you probably do progress, right? Like, your body can do one thing one day, but then it gets to a point where it does other yeah. things. But you have to be present, right? Yeah. Like, can you, I mean, I'm sure you can do anything in any state of being, but it probably has you need to be a little bit more grounded and present. Oh, yeah. To progress your body and your, your everything else forward, right? Well, you have to be present because, it, like, all of your performance is dependent upon what you're receiving. Yeah. So, and yeah. your partner. So if you're not present, you're literally not doing jujitsu. Right. And like, so, even if you're, you are choking someone out, but you're not present, like, you're not doing jujitsu. Right. Because maybe you, you don't need to be choking that person out. Yeah. So it's, like, all this stuff. I think that, like, I think you, you can, yeah, you, I, what if we were progressing that way? What if we were really paying attention every time we were progressing? Well, that's what I think is happening is, like, like we're progressing. Society, humans, technology, like, we're choking them out. Uh -huh. But we're not doing jujitsu. Right. We're, yeah. We don't need to be choking this person out. We're doing that weird handstand practice where we're like yeah. kicking against the wall instead and of, a lot of noise. Instead of just doing a forward fold and like feeling the ground and knowing like like setting up for handstand. We're not mm -hmm. setting up for handstand. We're just like trying to get the insta post. Yeah. We're just trying to be like, I gotta get a picture of me in handstand. Like, no, you don't. Uh -uh. No, you don't. You need to learn how to balance yeah. on your hands. Uh -huh. And that starts with something I shouldn't be able to hear.
yeah. downstairs. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> Yo, come on. It's like, okay, so then that, that brings up an interesting point, you with Lena Dunham. And with Kanye, right? He went crazy. Mm-hmm. Probably still is. But like Justin Bieber, crazy. Uh-huh. All these people, Michael Jordan, crazy. Yeah. All these people that are super famous are super crazy. Mm-hmm. Michael Jackson, every literally everyone we've met, Lena Dunham. So like, I guess it's like, okay, so it, we don't want to do that. So what do we want to do? We want to, in many sense, many senses, like our work is to be countercultural. Like a lot of the yeah. values that we've been talking about are going against the grain. They're going against what culture and society values right now. So in the back of my mind, there's something rolling my eyes like, oh, these guys saying that, you know, it's like the, it's like another, you know, another diet. It's like, no, 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 this isn't actually not like that. This is not keto or whole 30. This is like, look at where things are headed. Yeah. Like, look, it's not great. Like we live in a great time, but like where things are headed, like in a person to person interaction outside of our immediate circles or family is not great all the time. Mm-mm. So it's like, so part of me th- is thinking, okay, so we don't want to be that. We, so in my work, like my work is pretty countercultural. Mm-hmm. This podcast in many ways is, like a, is about like the things that we want to be that we don't see in the world or yeah. the industry. So, but a lot of the times that ends up being successful. Yeah. Like one of my favorite podcasts, Joe Rogan, he, when his podcast started, it was totally different than what it is now. But, you know, it's a lot of his success is in his just genuine, like, curiosity and interest in the present moment. And, like, being that was like, he was very countercultural in many ways, like, with his behavior, with his interests, you know. Yeah. The his guests, you know, he mm-hmm. just had Edward Snowden on. Like cool. he's always been this figure of like controversy and like. But in many ways, that's gotten him successful. And like he even says that there are things about fame that are pretty shitty. Yeah. So like, okay. Well, I would argue that it's not counterculture. Like this is innate. This is innate to like. It's like what I say in my yoga classes. Like we're not trying to. It's like we're trying to peel back the layers and find something that's already there. We already yeah. want to be happy. And yep. we know that we're happy when we're connected to people that we love. I wouldn't say that's culture, though. Right. I would well, say that that's just human. Yeah, that's human. Culture yeah. is something that we as a society have created, and it's right. not in the hands of any person. It's right. not in the hands of any human. So it's not... Like it's it's not like it is like okay yeah the things I see we're what talking you're about saying, are yeah. countercultural. They're counter to our culture is something culture or culture in general. Like throughout all of time, even the cultures yeah. that value different things, like culture is something that it, because yeah right over time it changes. So it's mm-hmm. it's nothing constant. What mm-hmm. is constant is love. Like. Maybe what's constant is our humanness, like the things that make us tick as humans, like being connected or love or community. Which is countercultural because culture always changes and it's dictated by like feelings and what we can get out of things. Or I think it's like 
it's our culture because I always think about like indigenous cultures, like they had this whole other, I mean, I don't know. I wasn't there. Sounds like they were more connected. Sounds like maybe they were emphasizing the things that were going, that are, do make you feel these human things of connected. Yeah. Like I was watching some documentary and I think it was talking about the people of Tanzania. Like it was like a documentary about Aboriginal people. And then they started talking about people in Tanzania and they were saying that they lived for thousands of years with the same 20 tools. They made 20 tools. They were like, you know, stone tools, never changed them for thousands of years, never progressed as a society, Hmm. didn't move forward, just kept it that way. So like they must have been spending a lot more time with each other. They must, you know, they're not making new things. So instead they're spending time together. They're spending time Maybe on some kind of spiritual... I don't know what they were doing. Some kind of spirituality. Or maybe their, like, their advancements shifted. Their their culture shifted. Because like, in many ways, our culture has shifted. Where I, I believe we could be in a time where we were with flying cars, mm-hmm. but we stopped valuing those things. Because like, cars haven't changed in like since they were basically invented. They've gotten better, but they haven't really radically changed. Like, Tesla's maybe the first sign of that. Right. But, like, innovation within cars hasn't changed. But innovation within our cult, like, other areas of our culture has changed super, super drastically, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like maybe they were advancing with other weird, like, ways to, like, you know make their food like maybe their food was way 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 the fuck up maybe like the point they were making is that they weren't valuing progressing they were valuing something else like maybe valuing each other so their culture was around love and maybe consistency and i think it's important to note that maybe our culture is unique in its desire to progress and change and move quote unquote forward i don't don't know i i mean no i no, like no. I'm just gonna say no because I think like so. Yes, to they were obviously valuing something different if their tools hadn't changed in however long, so they had to be progressing somewhere else. Like, or but is that they were you putting energy through into the lens it. of you, the culture you were born into? I don't. It's probably that, but like culture to me seems like a byproduct of the values of whatever community there mm-hmm. is like whatever society is dominating at the time or you know whatever yeah. so it's like look at what we value the most that's what our culture is going to reflect yeah so this culture to me and this could be through my 2020 lens but like they obviously didn't value progressing in tools but we certainly do because mm-hmm. our tools get better and better and better like our phones get better like the next version is better and better and better always like yeah cars haven't changed much phones have changed so much mm-hmm. like phones have changed so fucking much headphones radio like tv like but cars not so much so i could see them looking at like our cars and oh. being like their cars didn't really change they, they must right. not have valued like right maybe it just worked for what they valued though like because right, right, right. like cars are getting us to, from a to b and they're getting a little faster you know, right. We whatever. don't know if their like social structures changed where they like had one leader and then they switched it up to four leaders and then they yeah. did this other thing five hundred years later. Yeah, we don't know. Or that. they were like, what if like instead of like 
chiseling out better tools, they were like, let's see what it's like when this family like shares each other or yeah. like shares a hut or like, you know, you guys get the meat for all of us instead of everyone fend for yourselves. And, right. you know, it's like right. other yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Like how yeah. can we innovate our community? And I mm-hmm. think that we could do that. Like I, th- I, so it's like, yeah, culture is not anything to be rejected. I think culture can be changed by our values. So it's like, I mean, maybe we just value, like we don't have to lose culture. Like I think a lot of people think that in order to do this, you have to lose culture. And it's like, well, you don't like, to bring mm-hmm. it back to Kanye, he's still making super interesting conversation or music sounds, yeah. but his intention and his focus has shifted radically. Yeah. At least what he's saying, right? But his music is still interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? I know of Christians that have been in the game for a long time and their music sounds really boring and the same. Yeah. But, it's like, yeah. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with everything. I guess. Right. Oh, so it's like, okay, we need something different. Let's get rid of everything we've created here. Like, like mainstream culture is shit. Let's get rid of all of it and start afresh. We're all gonna get a tent and we're gonna live in the woods. Is that what you're saying? Like, all the like your experience with like having counterculture conversations or like counterculture circle of people it doesn't mean that we don't also like participate in our mainstream culture i'm looking to cancel cancel culture yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and that's countercultural right like to say or do anything that's like outside of the f- flock mentality uh-huh like herd mentality you right. know like people are i feel like even artists if you haven't made it and you don't have that security, you're like afraid to say things. And like, I maybe this is just a, all the podcasts that I listen to of comedians. And I think, com- like, I don't really have any interest in that world, but I think they're super brave. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. to not only what they do, but in the things that they say. Like, I even if you gave me a list of like, not me, I don't particularly have trouble speaking in public, but you give someone a list of very safe things to say that you know is not going to cause any controversy by anyone, they could still have a panic attack. Comedians go up in front of a lot of people and then they say things that are nothing if not controversial. Right. So, like, you know, I just, I think we need to be more controversial and that's not a bad thing. It's controversial mm -hmm. to, to, like, seek meaning in your friendships that are deeper or as deep as like your family relationships. Like I'm adopted. So my view and perspective of family is different to begin with. So like the people that are part of my family that are supposed to be the closest to me, they don't literally don't share my blood. So it's no different to me. Like I have friends that are my family, not a figurative saying like they're my family because my family is not my family. Uh So fuck it. Right. I can choose my Well, it's like getting to be true to your experience Mm -hmm. and getting to honor it and own it, which is hard to do when you're trying to fit into the box of mainstream culture. Because then you have to, which is not, it doesn't work for Or not even fit into the box when you're just living, like your impulses are coming from that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like that's what I'm, like, that's what I'm trying to say. We're still doing stuff. We're just 
like it's coming from the like the impulse is wrong. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. literally rooted in the wrong things, but we're still as impactful as we could be. Like I feel like people are like, let's tap into this power, this hidden power. It's like, nah, dude, we're do we're making waves. Uh-huh. That's why people are freaking out about everything. The environment, like what they said on Instagram, it's because these things are valuable. Like mm-hmm. you, if you're a, um, an influencer and you say the wrong thing, you could fuck up your entire life. Yeah. That's real. It's not fake. It's real. Mm-hmm. So let's not value that. Let's put that energy somewhere else and those things will become just as important, but they could also be beneficial. There's nothing beneficial about Logan Paul. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So let's not value that anymore. Let's shift our value and then see the ways in which not only our community change, but like our culture. Yeah. And it's I'm still for it. just let's as do it. it's still just as interesting. Well, it happens. It's like it's like what we were talking about earlier. It depends on what your view of the world is mm. and what the way you're seeing something. Yeah. So then that is gonna be how that interaction goes. Yes. Even whatever. So if you come at it like my biggest intention is that we're all kind to each other. Mm-hmm. And then everything hits the fan and nothing goes as planned. And they're like, we're going to charge $400 for your credit card, ma'am. And because blah, 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 blah. And you're like, my intention is still to be kind to the people who are here. Then you're creating a value system that is definitely going to ripple out to all the people in that interaction. And if you like see people as more connected then you're going to use your energy in a different way. Mm-hmm. Like if you're like, well, I'm part of you, we are connected. Yeah. I'm going to interact with you different. It's like that, the golden rule. If you really live by that, it probably, you're going to make waves in a different way because you're trying to treat that person like you want to be treated, you know? It's like, I feel like, and I do think that it's a state of being, like, I think that we get stuck up and like, I need to this, have this amount of money, I need to have this kind of flat platform, blah, 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 blah. But I think we're underestimating that you can change, if if you change the interaction at the coffee shop, the coffee shop person is now going to change that interaction and maybe they see the world differently because you're like... I mean, I have this, I've had experiences with people who grew up very different than me and who, you know, and just have led a very, very different life. And I'm in a room full of all these people who are very different than the way I grew up. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't belong. I don't belong, you know? And then they just have a certain way of being where they're like, welcome, mm-hmm. you're good. And then that changes everything for me because now I've been infused with that. And I think that really matters because now I'm going to enter. I'm like this whole group of people who I really should not have belonged with welcomed me. So that allows me to like last night on the train, there was some woman, she didn't really speak English. She was in town. She looked really lost. She's with her son. She has a huge bag. And like, because I've had these, like, I think we underestimate what that was for me to be in that room full of people who are different than me and then welcome me. And so then that woman's on the train and she's like, where do I go? And I'm like, you're welcome here because that's the world I live in now is that we're all welcome here. So let's get, I'll walk you to your train thing. Let's do it. You and your son, you know? Right. But that comes from those other people who had a state of being. And that in that if if your frame of reference is I need to make X amount of money and have this many Instagram followers, you wouldn't you're not gonna value that. But if your frame of reference is something like, 
humanity needs help. Things are not going well. And we need to start seeing each other as more connected to each other, the land, you know, animals than we were before. Otherwise, we literally stop existing. You know, like if we can't figure out that we're more connected to the land and that it's a living, breathing thing, literally it stops. It stops being an interaction that is a food source for us and we die. <laughs> so like it's like if that's what's valuable to you, that you find connections in your day to day life, then you're going to value that you help that woman get to the train, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that's like. Yeah, I mean. See, to me, like, I agree with everything you said. The only thing that makes me, and this is probably just a Michaelism, but makes me want to reject it is, like, whenever I hear someone say, like, this is why we need to be doing these things is because things aren't going well. Yeah. It's not that I feel like I'm getting spoken down to, but it almost sounds like... So I'm at the place in my life where I'm skeptical of any person or institution that is claiming that they know the answer. And I'm not saying that that's what you you Mm -hmm. sounded like, but whenever I hear not going well, my mind jumps to that like really quickly because like instead of focusing on that, I'd rather bring it back to our man Muji. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, you know, don't worry about like, okay, so if this is true, don't worry about living your life because you are life. Uh That is true. Inherently. Because, like, look, like, like, so it's not that we're not doing it well. Like, we're doing it, period. This is yeah. life. It's not good or bad. This is it. Like, uh-huh. we are, like, this is what we're doing on this planet, period. It's not a good or bad thing. It could have good or bad results for us, but it's not necessarily inherently a good or bad thing. It's just it is happening. So then if that's true... Okay, great. So maybe if we shift our values, we don't have to worry about what's good or bad. Let's just like, maybe it just starts with like shifting the values and then that will be our life. Like that will be what we're doing then. That will then be what we're doing. Yeah. Like, you know, like humans are going to be humans is what I'm trying to say. Uh A gun is a gun. Yeah. But you can point a gun in the right direction or the wrong direction. Gun's probably a bad metaphor these days because of, like, all the things on gun control and gun laws. But, like, you know, let's talk about, like, you know, guns are not always bad. You know, sometimes they're needed. Yeah. Let's say something else. Like, well, I, no, I kind of like the analogy of, like, a gun because I think we're all, like, as artists, we're all kind of, like, guns that just need to be pointed in the right direction because we are what we are. It's like a human, like... Yeah. A gun in and of itself is not a bad thing. It's like how it's used that mm-hmm. it can then become a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then let's just let's let's change our values. Let's change where we're pointed. Yeah. And then see what the world looks like. Instead of trying to go, like let's be present. Instead of trying to like think about what we want in the future, be present right now. Then you maybe then your values will change. Oh, and then if you if you point in that direction, then what is your art like? If you're trying to just be present. Yeah, what is your life like? What is your existence? Like, what is your purpose like? Because mm-hmm. like, the purpose that I feel in my life has effects. Like, it does. Like, I've seen my actions have Like, effects. what do you think your purpose is? 
Well, a lot of me is figuring out my purpose, and it changes mm-hmm. day to day, week to week, you know, month to month. Like some one of my days, like my purpose is to, like, get, you know, surf well, mm-hmm. and not get sucked into the rip. On other days, my purpose is to nanny. On other days, my purpose is to finish podcasts. And I see the work get done or I see it not get done, you know? Like, I obviously have not gotten sucked into a rip. So, like, my purpose of not getting sucked into a rip current, like, I was successful in my mission. Yeah. I'm still here. I see people go out in the ocean and sleep. They sleep on their board and they get sucked out. Like they, I watch them get sucked out. I'm like, hey, you should tell your friend to start paddling. Like three kids just got sucked out like a month ago, and one of them, like they still haven't, they still did not find. Like, oh dang, yeah. So it's like you, like we are what we are. Yeah, like we're living. You, Do you are. Feel living. like you're contributing to something. Yeah, I think I am now because I'm focused on what's happening right now, as opposed to like. When I wanted to leave, I was focused on the things I wanted to have uh-huh. as opposed to like, how can I, you know, I was focused right. on all the things that were not going well as opposed to the things that just were. And when I looked at the things that were, I was like, well, no, these are pretty cool. Like, this is not bad. Yeah. It's actually not bad. I just, if my perspective changes, my reality would yes. change. Yes. See, this is yoga. This is all yoga because yoga, the point is, is that you're decluttering your being so that you can be the best, most alive part of yourself. Right. And the way that you do it is first step is to, or there, not the first step, but there is a step that you, it says in the sutra, something about do the opposite. So like of having your negative thoughts, you have you start to instead of looking at what's going wrong, you start looking at what's going right. Yeah. And then it. when you look at what's going right, you're headed towards this place of in yoga, it's a place of like pure bliss or peace or stillness or freedom or whatever. So that's exactly what you're doing. Hmm. You're like, okay, emphasize the positive. And then you find this thing that is maybe closer to a reason to be alive. Yeah, I mean, th- I mean, that's to, not to, you know, beat my, beat myself or m- my wife, or you or the <laughs> listeners over the head with this, but like, one of the beautiful things about jujitsu is that, like, some t- some days I go in there and I f- understand why I'm there and I feel purpose. Some days I don't, mm-hmm. but if I focus on what's right and what works. I keep going and I get better. My purpose is made clear to me regardless of me understanding it. Yeah. Like it's made clear to me regardless of my like ability to articulate it. And that and staying curious and staying present literally leads to mastery of that art. And jujitsu in many ways is a system it's 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 not only a martial art but it's a system of belief because there can be so many parallels with life like that if we can just substitute it out for a moment like maybe that's all it is is life life is like not focusing on good or bad it's focusing on like the things that are working letting that spur your curiosity and inspiration for the for the present moment which can lead to like 
consistency of just doing the same thing, mm-hmm. just showing up and doing it and doing it well, like the, yeah. the things that you know work. Like do the things you know work every day. Don't worry about anything else, and you'll wake up one day and be a black belt. Yeah. And everyone's on their own journey. It could be in six years. It could be in 10. It could be in 15. Mm-hmm. Maybe you are never a black belt but because you, you don't wake up until you're 60, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh, you don't have that much time left, but the pursuit of the black belt is, is it the whole point. Like it's the whole point is to show up and to do it. See, I always feel like it's not fully in my control. I don't know. I wonder if you feel this way. Like you're drawn to jujitsu, but maybe it's not fully you, but you show up anyway. Do you feel like it's fully your choice and you're fully doing it? Or do you feel like there's some pull for you that's outside of yourself that lands you there? Well, I don't like to think about that because part of what gets me there, like more than half of the time is not thinking about it as a choice. Yeah. So, yeah. I feel so like So I don't know if like jujitsu being introduced to my life, like that would have been the thing I would have been like, was that a choice? Like obviously not. It was introduced to me in some way. Uh-huh. And it latched onto me some way. Yeah. Or I latched onto it. But like I don't know. I mean I've I can choose to go or not. And that's right. why I don't leave it a choice. I'm just like, yeah. I will go. Yeah. Because if I start to question date, like, again, my purpose changes day to day. So if I question, why, why am I going today? Wait, am I a martial artist? Well, then if I start thinking like that and then finding reasons not to go, I won't go. And then I won't be a martial artist. But I'm going. I've been going pretty consistently. And if I continue doing that, at what point do I just, at what point do I become a martial artist? Maybe I'm a martial artist in me going. So then mm-hmm. I eliminate that. Like I try, I'm trying to make things clearer to myself. So I find the things that work and I don't make them a choice. Like it's not a choice. Yeah. For me, working out is not a choice now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's important. Not, yeah, it's not. Am I working out today? It's like, no. Like, do I have to poop? Yes. Am I going to poop? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not you know, like a 50-50. It's something that's happening. And there's so much value in discipline. Like there's so many different systems who say, you know, not making it a choice anymore, but having discipline right. leads right. you to a really important place. Right. But it is through discipline. And I feel like sometimes that gets lost in some of the yoga classes that I teach because it's this fine line to walk where it is. It's like feel your body, be aware of what you're doing, you know. But there's a discipline here. Like I'm asked, you know, and it, it, you, it, it, there have been ways of teaching this and maybe it's more apparent in jujitsu world where it's like, no, this is the way you do it. And you have to come. Yeah. And you have to do it. That you have to be present. Yeah. But in order to be present in jujitsu, where do you have to be on the mat? Being physical, you can't like you can't do what you can do in some Western yoga classes where you can lay down. You can lay down. You can stop breathing. You can even in some of these classes, you can write a text message. No. But that's not doing it. You're so like it there's right. there's something that's getting a little lost that's the discipline of like nope, hold the high lunge, don't fidget, be in it. You know, there's the, the there's the right. lineage of Ashtanga that is that where it's like you're not doing it if you're fidgeting. Well, that's You've what's beautiful it. about Braz- like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is that it's involuntary yoga. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think there's there's like 
people have gotten so much out of like such a strong discipline and then and then you end up in this other place because you yeah. yeah well jujitsu is very more it's it's much more black and white than yoga is yeah because like even yoga i can do a half-assed like you know like forward fold and still feel kind of good you yeah. know like with jujitsu if you don't if you half-ass your grips like your grips are going to get broken. Right. You, so you you've got immediate feedback that says yeah, you have to be imme- full That's in. exactly it. No. So I'm looking for the things in my life that are immediate. It's immediate feedback. It's not because I don't have the patience. It's because I don't trust myself with the choice. Like, I don't trust myself with the time to, like, think about it. I don't want to yeah. think about it. I want it to be clear to me. Is this right or wrong? Like, with the surf surfing... Like you're either in the right place or you're in the wrong place. Yeah. yeah so yeah. then I'm trying to take these lessons and apply them to my life. You yes. know, like, yeah, like my, maybe my grips aren't right. Maybe I'm doing the, maybe ev- literally every other step of the process, the setup is right. Like my timing, you know, when I'm bridging, when I'm, when I'm kicking my legs, but my grips aren't right. And if I just fix my grips, boom, whoa, I'm in mount, you know, yeah. or like, Literally, dude, you are 50 yards to the right, and you're, pa- you're missing all the breaks. Just paddle over 50 yards, keep position, and you'll, you will get waves. You See, know? I think this might, like, the way you might apply this to life, like, I think that there's this, like, you can feel into it, like, the way it would be with surfing. There's some knowledge. There's some intellectualism. There's a lot of, like, control of the brain. But there's also intuition, yeah. and it's like the there's an intuition of where you need to be, and it's not all you in surfing. It can't just be like I'm choosing to be in this exact spot so mm. that I can catch this wave. Mm-hmm. It's like no, th- the wave is breaking this way today, and yep. it's different than yesterday, and so that means you have to paddle right. to the left a little bit more than you were yesterday. Right. But it's like you're paying attention to your surroundings. You're paying attention to where your energy is needed. You're paying attention, but you can't do it just by like like forcing it and no. be like, I'm just going to like barrel through and just do it this way. Like you would never surf a wave. You would well, literally never catch I've done that and I ruined wave. a session. Yeah. I didn't make it to the paddle way. out. Yeah. Like I didn't make it to the lineup, you know? Yeah. I didn't make it past the paddle out. Right. <laughs> I literally didn't surf that day. Like yeah. I caught some waves, you know, but it was, I was not surfing. I didn't make it to the lineup because yeah. I gassed myself out trying to barrel my way through a place that you couldn't, pa- you, it wasn't, there was no paddle out, you know, and I wasn't equipped. Like I didn't have the right board. Yeah. You know? And I, I just think that that's, I think, I think, you know, specifically as artists, we got to be careful of doing that because like we can, we can be powerful. Like who knows what waves you could catch if you're just like listening. Yeah. Like we need to just listen a little bit more, you yeah. know? So yeah, maybe to answer your question, like, so how can we, like, what what does counterculture actually look like practically to me? Like, honestly, I've been thinking about just hard deleting my Instagram. Yeah, do it. Because like, fuck it. Well, it's like, where does your best part of your day happen? I mean, I quit using Instagram because it gives me no joy. I realized editing a photograph, I'm not a photographer. I think if I was a photographer, it'd be different. 
but I'm not an image maker in that way. I'm a painter, but I'm not a photographer. So editing a photo and then posting it was giving me no joy. And I was like, why would I spend part of my day with no joy? I mean, I think in large part, it's a response, you know? People enjoy the response. People enjoy affirmation. So I know a lot of people that are, have become photographers, you know? Right. They're, they're going like in and a... editing the shape of their body and stuff. So, like, people are doing things that they may or may not have learned to enjoy, you know, for what they get out of it. So to me, it's not even a question of, like, do I get anything out of it? Yeah, I do. Like, I 100% do. It may not be joy all the time, but I get things out of it. I get conversations. I get gigs. Mm-hmm. I get um, responses. Like, sometimes the very response I'm looking for. Like, I'll I'll do blasts of me doing intense exercise, and then I, incur- I, I motivate a friend of mine to, like, exercise. See, that's very valuable. It is, but, that's like, valuable. at what cost, though? Because I don't, like... I don't enjoy it enough to keep doing it because in the times when I take it, like I don't do it as much, I'm fine, you know? And, you know, I don't know. So it's like maybe we, you know, but then there are other times where Instagram, like knowing that that I can reach people in that way, it gets me off the couch more. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, again, shifting your values. It's not that things are bad. It's not that our culture is all bad. Like we have a lot of things that we can use but we're just like they're pointed in the wrong direction. Yeah. Like a gun. Like yeah. a gun is not a bad thing. We're just like in America, we're using them in very bad very, ways. Very, very bad ways, yeah. But you don't want a world without guns. Like you want a world that doesn't need guns, but that's not the world we live in. Right. It's, we don't live in a black and white world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It never will, you know? It's like, the, you know, well, you know what? I'll, this is a good segue. I'm going to do a couple of things and we're going to wrap it up because on LFA, I want to have not everyone, but like certain people back on mm-hmm, to contribute cool. to the ongoing dialogue. Yeah. I want there to be like an overarching, like a long game for the OGs out there in uh, Singapore. I don't know. Oh, actually, I want to start giving like a country shout out at the end, like cu- like countries that are listening. That's kind of yes. cool. But anyway, so I'll ask you question of the day um, and then we'll wrap up. But that was also like an invitation to come back on because I could literally go for yeah, four or five. Yeah, we could go five. for another I, four Because you were literally here for an hour <laughs> before we started. So yeah, I think- We could have done a four hour podcast tonight. Easy. The clear, Yeah, the clarity- <laughs> Will will come with just more appearances. Yeah, you know, I love it because it can't. It, this literally can't be said in one Mm-mm. pot in in one episode. I've had guests on where I could have used half the time. Mm-hmm. You know, not in a rude way, just like you know, I could have used half the time and it would have been a great podcast. We filled another half, but with you, it's literally like no. <laughs> we're just like no time is enough. So let's we're just, just ha- egging each like, other on. Let's just choose a point to just you know. Yeah, let's just choose a point. See, we're trying. We're gonna figure these answers out. We're trying to save the world. We're figuring out the meaning. We're getting so close. We're so close. We're we put in a lot of mat time. Yeah, we did. We put in a lot of mat time. Okay, so my question of the day followed up with a request, which is to share your teaching schedule or whatever else you want to shout out, so that people can start to like interact with your work as a teacher and as a human being then we'll end it. But the question of the day is this. 
if you could put the essence of our conversation and what we're trying to talk about into one yoga sequence for people to practice if they've been particularly moved or challenged or annoyed by this conversation, give them a little flow. Ooh, that is, I love that question. So I think the that's a, this is such a, this is like going to be the way I teach for the next week. Like how do I because that's important. Like how do I boil this down and now share it through the art and physical form that is yoga? Love it. Um I think this would have a lot to do with a focus on um meditation and like really f- maybe slower poses that allowed you to be in a pose for longer. Um, probably even a seated meditation moment. And um, it feels like a pretty still slower practice that has maybe a lot to do with like a point of focus maybe. Um, because I think what we've been talking about boils down to what happens when you slow down and find more of the essence of what's just like right here. I don't think we talked a lot about, like to me it's not a lot about like a bunch of twists or cleansing or no. really physical or like all of that. It's a... No, we're not here to judge. We're not here to cleanse anything. No. What is like what's already here? We're here to shift yeah, what's what already it, here. Yeah. We're here to accept. We're here to process maybe this would be a very long shavasana in stillness like a shavasana in silence in silence i love that you said that because there was a point where i was going to say like maybe we as americans can even get comfortable with yoga without music so yeah i think that's actually beautiful that you say that too because like a lot of people roll their eyes at shavasana it's the most important part, y'all. It is, and it's and really... if you don't know why, you should experience it. That's where you, there. That's where you bliss out. You find the meaning of the universe. You get connected to everything. It's like the craziest, trippiest experience. And if you haven't experienced it yet, you got to keep doing shavasana until you experience it. It's the best part. It is. And, okay, so I'm not going to talk up shavasana anymore. I want to end this episode in silence, as opposed to with my theme song, and we can have it with a guided. Shavasana, like you can guide us into Shavasana and the episode will end. But before we yes. do that, if you want to shout out any dates for or or times, yoga schedule, anything you want people to know if they're in the New York area and want to take class or yes. anything. All I got is come to my class at Y7. Look at Tara Albrun. Look for me on the schedule. I teach a lot. Come to my class. Um, and then... I have no particular dates now, but a retreat is in the very near future. It's happening. So look for yoga retreat details. And the way that, speaking of Instagram, that will be found is by finding me on Instagram. Probably will be the first place that it hits. So that would be Tara.Shannon.Alp. A-L-P. That is how you would find me. Um, yeah. What's it? Okay. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Am I guiding us into Shavasana? Yeah, if you're listening to this on your commute or if you're driving, don't do this. <laughs> don't fall asleep <laughs> on the train. But if you're in bed or if you're waking up, go for it.
Or yeah. if you want to pause this now and save this last little bit, pause. Yeah, pause. Okay. All right. Take a big full inhale. Take a big full exhale out the mouth. Do two more. Huge inhale through the nose. Start to feel your whole body fill up. And then big exhale out through your mouth. Release. One more. Biggest breath in yet. Breathe in. Huge release out. And then let your body... Find a little deeper sense of ease wherever it is. Maybe that means release the muscles of the face a little bit more. Scan through the body. Let each piece of the body melt down. Take a moment to soften any other space that needs softening. And then just allow yourself to receive. And if your brain or body wanders off and tries to do again, just trust in receiving. Shavasana. This podcast is produced by Rock Rising. Come follow us on Instagram, and if you want to hear more podcasts, visit rockrising.org. Thanks.